Hello and welcome to Paranormal Insight. Today we have on the show JJ Rose 777, a light worker, a psychic, a medium, and many, many other things. We'll let her enlighten us as to who and uh, who she is and uh, how she works. So without further ado, Ms. JJ Rose, good evening or afternoon. Hi, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm doing just lovely. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> okay. So to the topic today is psychics. How do we know if we're psychic and what makes us psychic? So let me let me preface this idea I have as a topic, because for a long time I had that question about myself. Um, you and I have worked together in the paranormal field for a little while. Uh, JJ and I, for those who don't know, worked together in the uh, paranormal investigation group Scary. You'll find out more about that throughout the podcast. The uh, and uh, she is chief or her chief operation is a psychic specialist, and I'm the lead investigator. But she has she's more than just a psychic. In fact, what let's go, let's start there, JJ. Why don't you tell us what makes you who you are, and do you identify more as psychic, or do you identify as a light worker, or what? I think all of those words are mutually exclusive when it comes to myself. It's very hard to put me in a box. Uh, when I try to describe myself, I either go into an existential crisis or I basically read off a resume. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you've met me, you know, it's kind of hard to define me. Um, you know, obviously I am psychic. I have that ability. I, you know, primarily am an entity and energy remover or uh, changer, shall we say. <laughs> I can yep. change the energy, uh, work with energy and remove entities and energies as needed. That being said, it comes with all the fun extras in order to do that work, which sometimes is mediumship work, sometimes is um you know, psychokinesis, telekinesis, all the wonderful esises and osses, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, there's just a whole That's... bunch of words um, to describe yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. And why would I self-limit? I am right. to the point in my life now where I realize whatever job, whatever, whoever I'm working with, I'm automatically given whatever it is that I need in order to work for or with that person or situation. So why would I limit myself by putting myself in this little box? Right. You're, you don't, there's no pigeonhole that fits you. There's a honeycomb of things that fit you. Would that be accurate? Yeah, that's probably much better. <laughs> description. <Okay. laughs> so you don't get the one little cell in a hive. You get the whole hive. <laughs> that's, that's JJ and what she does. Uh, when it comes to this paranormal yes. light work. Okay. So uh, briefly, I will tell you about, and you know, I think I've told you the story, but our audience probably doesn't know it, that I had a, I guess you could call it a psychic. 
existential crisis. Uh, I yeah. just started this work as a paranormal investigator. And one of the things that scared me, of all things, ghosts, seeing them. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be a, a horror movie experience every single time with, you know, figures goop dripping down, axes sticking out of their head, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's silly now. But uh, um, so I went to this group of, interestingly, all-male psychics. I've never experienced any all-male psychics before. It, that was the group. And I got invited because I, I said, that was my goal. And um, they said, okay, well, uh, tell us about your past experiences. And I've told you this before, but I will, again, be brief. Um, I've had... Precognitive experience in high school. I've had, I've seen a full bodied, full color apparition when I was like three or four. And I have had, oh, and uh, the other big one was uh, telekinetic communication, telepathic, excuse me, telepathic communication with my sister. And that was around, uh, that was post high school, uh, post college rather. The, these events happened throughout my life and they happened virtually once. And that's why I went to them to ask the question. So having asked that question and had a relatively satisfactory answer given back to me in the form of proof, because I actually saw a ghost that night and it wasn't someone with an X sticking out of their head. It was an outline of a human had a, a white fuzzy blurred feathered edge and was kind of filled with like old school TV snow, if you know what that is. So, uh, that was my first experience seeing, since I was two or three, seeing an apparition. Um, would you, having worked with me over the years, consider me a psychic? So I believe everyone's psychic. Um, I, I have never met one person out there that doesn't have some ability whatsoever. A lot of them don't think they do, but when we get down to brass tacks and the nitty gritty, it almost always, I'm able to suss or ferret out some ability that they have that they might not have thought was psychic per se. You know, psychic is a big word for a whole dump truck of stuff, right? right? So, you know, you working with you as directly as I have over the years, I would more probably define you as a sensitive um, because okay. you're very sensitive to energies. Um, yes, that's you, true. And, and a lot of people are, right? A lot of people are more sensitive than they give themselves credit for. Um, you're not a direct empath, which is nice because especially in some of the other work that you do, it would be rather hard for you to take on everyone else's emotions as well as try and, you know, hold the line for right. some of your other projects. So that's kind of a gift. Now I am all of those things. So luckily <laughs> I was taught very young how to ferret out what is mine and what is someone else's, which is why, you know, on my YouTube channel and on all this stuff that I talk about, I'm talking about spiritual protection and bubbling because so many people out there are sensitives and empaths. And they get so confused, not knowing what emotions are theirs and what emotions are somebody else's. But to get back to your psychic question, everyone is psychic in some varying different degree. We've all had that time where we're driving or we're walking and 
instinctually we just know you do not turn down this street right or you know you need to leave the house right now for wherever or you know the phone's going to ring and it's going to be somebody or you get like a moody or bad feeling and you just kind of know bad news is on the way we've all experienced that that's being psychic i mean it doesn't mean that you're Miss Cleo and you have to start a phone call center, <laughs> right? I mean, but oh, that's I mean, great. The, the true the truth of it is that we all have this ability. I mean, if you believe in physics and you believe in string quantum physics and string theory, then we're all connected, and therefore we're all tapped into this ether where all of these thoughts and things are going on, and we're some of us are just more finely tuned in than others. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And going back briefly to the science you just mentioned, um, it's interesting to note uh, that, and I think you either you told me about this or I told you about this. I can't recall. Uh, some time ago, a few years, maybe within a decade for sure, someone did a Freedom of Information Act request and they got the wrong document back. It turned out, the document they got back was supposed to be buried forever. <laughs> that <laughs> <By>. was me. <laughs> was that you? Okay, yeah. you you found that and showed it to me. Yeah. And uh, basically, it was an outline of how the human uh, electromagnetic spectrum works and how it interacts with our brains. Yes. And that there's two spheres. There's one kind of like a foot or th foot or two outside your head. And that's like your immediate sensory area. And there's a bubble as far as you can reach your hands. Think of the um, Vitruvian man, you know, that circle that's around the Vitruvian mm -hmm. man. That's your body sensor field. Your so, auric field. Your auric field. Very good. And the, yeah, they the, somebody in the government was researching this and actually confirmed all this stuff, which was amazing. I thought that was the best find in the world. Well, it is a great find, but I mean, the reality of it is, is that our government has been researching this stuff since the 40s and 50s. And, you know, to anyone who's interested out there, there is a wonderful documentary called Third Eye Spies. Highly recommend if anyone thinks that this is just, you know, people glamming up, having, you know, basically good perception abilities please watch that documentary and look at the vast amount of money that our government funneled into investigating people like myself and others and into astral projection and into all these different things. And this was not just our government. The many other governments of different countries have been investing yes, that's exactly billions right. oh, yeah. into this for years. For so, decades, it should be yes. said. Yes. And, and there's actually been some pretty scary experiments with people like us mm -hmm. <laughs> over the years in different right. countries. I'm very happy that we live in a country where we have the freedom to actually be us and to say no and not be in a test tube. Um, right. In a cage that, somewhere being poked and prodded yeah. virtually or otherwise. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, you reminded me also of the, and I didn't intend for this episode to go this way, but that's okay that it is. Um, the, the, typical us. <laughs> the, <laughs> typical us. Yeah, we always drift, but it's okay. Um, I'm thinking of the 1st Earth Battalion, 
Army. 1972 is when it started, I believe. And basically, they became an, a functional unit of, of the Army. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, have you ever seen the movie Men Who Stare at Goats? Yes. They actually have the disclaimer at the beginning. Most of this is true, although you're going to think it's fiction. <laughs> and that's exactly what they say in the book. And uh, a buddy of mine actually has their original handbook that they nice. are issued by the U.S. Army for this particular battalion. Yeah, but it stuff was... like this has been been researched and worked on for years. I mean, during yeah. the Cold War, there was a whole part of the Cold War that people don't talk about that there were actually people doing astral projection and astral spying. This was happening during World War II. There was actually a band of witches that got together in the UK and did an actual spell in order to keep the Nazi U-boats away. I mean, psychics and, and energy work and all of this stuff has been used. Hitler basically trapped a whole bunch of witches and and psychics in order to put them in a room and to manifest things. He didn't realize that they were ultimately working against him, thank God. But there were some that were working on his side, which is why there were some real shocking developments during that war that people to this day, battlefield planners, can't fully explain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of accounts out there. And it's it's worth mentioning that if you need to know more about this stuff, you should do your own research. I, I'd love to impart all this on this show, and we probably will over time. Uh, but um, for the purposes of this episode, let's drip back to people and individuals and their abilities or their developing abilities. I want to talk to you about another person we know. Um, uh, her name, we'll call her, well, she's a family member. She's my cousin. You recall my cousin coming over? Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll call her Debbie. Okay. For the sake of uh, anonymity. Uh, we'll call her Debbie. And Debbie came over and she, after talking to me, she says, Tim, I know you were into this stuff, so I'm going to trust you with something. Because my own family kind of laughed at me. And I said, okay, what's going on? And I'm thinking she's going to tell me I got a ghost in my house. I need you to help me get rid of it. <laughs> but instead she tells me at... I'm seeing people. I'm seeing dead people. I said, like, like the movie? You're seeing dead people? Right. <laughs> and she says, no, it's not quite like that. They keep coming to me and asking me for help. And I said, okay, walk me through it. So she does. She walks me through the latest instance in her life. And I said, that sounds like mediumship, but you should probably talk to my friend JJ. So I brought her over to your place. And uh, you and Debbie worked a little bit, and then uh, she got a lot more confident pretty quick. And if you recall, she did a reading on me and called up uh, a friend of mine who had passed away. And uh, I couldn't figure out what she was, who she was identifying, because she doesn't hear things, she sees things, and these spirits have to play charades with her, basically. It's so delightful when people turn their, <laughs> their senses off. Um, you know, I, I would say probably 80% of the people who reach out to me have all been, I know I've got something, but how do I turn it on? And I always say, stick to what you've already experienced first, 
develop that and then let spirit guide you into what you're naturally drawn towards because that's how you're going to develop your senses now you know in the case of your cousin if you'll remember the joke that I made, sweetheart, if every home you've ever lived in, dead people are showing up, it's not the house, it's you. <laughs> You're a medium. That's yeah. just kind of how it is. Yeah. So, uh, I, but it seemed to me it flipped on, like, and she, and was like, after she had her first or second child. And that can definitely happen. There, there are triggers that, that things can kind of wake up. Is pregnancy what I've been meaning to ask you this for years, and I'm surprised I haven't before this show. <laughs> it is kind of funny. This hasn't it, gotten brought up. Uh, it can be. Is pregnancy? Okay, good. It pregnancy is be. a trigger. So think of it this way. Not only do you have a hormonal change, yeah. but instinctly as a parent, whether you're the mother or the father, the one carrying the baby or not, instinctually, you need to protect this child. So- all of a sudden that sixth sense that was probably latent. It was probably there since the person was a child, but because of all the filters we grow up with with parents telling us that's not true. That's your imaginary friend. You're not really seeing that we, we develop all these filters and therefore we veil ourselves even more than we're already veiled coming to this planet. So all of a sudden later in life, whether it's, I'm going to be now protecting this child, pregnancy, or, you know, you have a kid move in with you, or it's a spouse or a significant other or a really good friend. All of those things can kind of flash and wake the person up and take those filters off. The other thing that I've been noticing a lot lately uh, when I'm doing remote work with people I've heard a few times people say, well, I've never seen or felt as clearly as I did when you were in my energetic space. And I said, well, you got to remember that when you get two of us together, it's like courts. We <laughs> magnify each other, which is why I have some amazing psychic friends as myself. And we laugh about it that when we get together, we need more naps than usual. <laughs> I could be with multiple other people in 12 hours straight and we're fine. I'm with them for three hours and we're basically passed out on the couch, like drinking tea and cookies. And it's because we're magnifying each other's energy fields. And, you know, I know Tim, you and I have done that on, on some of the things that we've worked on where it's been just kind of you and I, right. and, you know, you know, that I'm famous. I carry my chocolate because at the end of having to work, especially for me, really tough, um, where I'm really doing like deep, hard spiritual work, chocolate for me, kind of, it's almost like those sniffers when someone passes out, it helps me, um, my blood sugar, <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's weird. It's your smelling funny. salts. It is, right? It is. And, um, but I actually started turning on a lot of my, my friends to it and they started realizing, oh my God, I'm, and a couple of them don't eat chocolate at all. Oh. And all of a sudden we would work together and they would get done and they're like, I hate chocolate, but right now it's all I want. And they would just load their faces with it. And it's also, you know, chocolate has oxytocin in it. Yes. It has the love drug. And if you think drug. about 
doing a whole bunch of spiritual work and releasing all of that energy, you need something not only to bring your blood sugar back up, but also that chemical formula for whatever reason, it has a high energy property and it just helps. It's like a cup of coffee after a long day, right? When you need to keep going. Right. I understand that now going, dipping back into pregnancy briefly as a trigger, there's also a uh, fundamental, um, physical change in the brain for a woman when she becomes pregnant, her front prefrontal and frontal cortex really hyper develop. I mean, beyond what it already has, uh, that probably has something additional, like physiologically to do with the abilities kicking in after childbirth. I mean, absolutely. And I do try to talk a lot to people who are very science-based when I'm talking about things like this, because there's a lot of people who think this is all woo-woo, right? All woo-woo, yes. <laughs> all woo-woo. And to those, I say, I can explain all of this scientifically to you. How it's long nice do to... you have, though? Right? Like, <laughs> right. It's nice to have that. <laughs> it's nice to have that backup, that's for sure. It is. It is. But, you know, most people don't want to take the time or they get too bored or just want to check out. So the easy answer is yes, there are physiological changes, stress, trauma, PTSD. Those things can also activate things. PTSD, which a lot of people don't understand, actually changes the chemical format of your brain. Your brain yep. actually maps differently and produces different chemicals. So that along with puberty, this is why a lot of people really come into their powers between the ages of 11 and used to be 11 and 13. Now I'm seeing it as young as like eight or nine because kids are hitting puberty younger wow. than, yeah, than when we were typically in puberty age, but typically it's around the age of 12, 13. And the reason for that is the amount of hormones that are surging. And that's usually when you'll find like a lot of people will start messing around with witchcraft and Ouija boards and getting into scary stuff. And this is also why if you have a child who's showing proclivity towards any of these things, make sure that in some shape or form, you are monitoring what it is that they have exposure and access to. If all they're watching is super scary, horror, dark films, then, you know, God forbid, they're going to start seeing stuff like that and then become afflicted later in life. Yeah. You definitely don't want that to happen at all. No. That would be that, that is very bad when it happens. But it's important. It is yeah, important ahead. to understand that it exists, right? I oh mean, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just important to have balance to show. Hey, if we're going to show the dark stuff, let's watch Touch by an Angel for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> balance in everything. Balance in everything. Always, always. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can watch. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is x murder 77 and <laughs> then oh we'll watch <laughs> then we'll watch uh like you said touched by an angel that's a good choice <laughs> oh man uh, the um so we have at least one trigger that we're aware of pregnancy we also have puberty and um out other outside influences like ptsd or um, trauma Sometimes trauma, sometimes major change as well. Um, you know, uh, 
be, before I met you, basically, um, you know, in the little amount of work that I was doing on my own, kind of under the radar, and watching these TV shows, which is the whole reason I called you, because I just got so tired of seeing the same thing so, end uh, up let happening. Let me ask you to tell that story about how we met. <laughs> All right. So... I had been doing some of this work, but basically just for like friends and people that I knew or friends of friends or whoever would randomly find me in all aspects of my life, because that happens a lot. Mm. And I, you know, I love Halloween. Halloween is like 365 for me. And I had, it's true. It is. My whole house <laughs> is Halloween all, all year long. Exactly. Constantly. It's amazing. <laughs> but it's the happy Halloween. It's like the happy pumpkins, not yes, the scary it's, it's stuff. It's, right, right. It's very not scary sweet stuff Halloween. Very child friendly. Yes. Very, yes. All the children in my neighborhood love it, by the way. Um, so that being said, I had recorded a whole bunch of this show called A Haunting. And basically these are real life testimonies of people who you know all all ranges of things but the majority of them are they move into this place they're financially strapped they put you know everything into this place someone gets a wild bee up their bonnet that they have to live in this place they put all their money into it the place is haunted as you know what yeah so basically you know they go from being super happy and excited about their future to all of a sudden, um, you know, their place is haunted and all this awful stuff is happening to them. So typically they end up calling a church or a paranormal investigative group who ends up coming out. And in typical fashion, basically everyone runs out of the house screaming and says, you know, just leave. And then these people are stuck there in, in dire straits financially. So for whatever reason, I was watching a marathon of these things while I was cooking and I was cooking for like hours that day. I was meal prepping or I don't know, cooking for a whole army of somebody. And uh, <laughs> so after like the very the, typical, right. And it was a Sunday and, you know, you know me pretty well. Like I, I kind of shut things down early on Sunday, but for whatever reason this yeah. night, I didn't. And after about the fifth one of these, I'm screaming at the TV at this point. I mean, I am, <laughs> I am mad. I'm just like, this is so easy. What's wrong with you people? And I feel uh, bad. Well, under, yeah, well, understandably so. I mean, it's, it's maddening, isn't it? When you brought that up to me initially, yeah. I I had not made that connection. I was like, oh my God, that's right. That, that's exactly what's happening. But walk into the house, do an investigation, find some evidence confirmed that validate that it's haunted we so you're not crazy we saw it too have a nice have a nice life yeah enjoy your and then enjoy you the just, house you're upside down on and then you just <laughs> leave them and and they're there and they're out the yeah. door and then yeah they're out the door it's horrible their kids are still freaking out they're still seeing stuff and they're just like grinning and bearing it so at this point i am upset i'm screaming out the tv I'm, I'm looking and I have like three more of these episodes to go. And I'm like, I don't know if I can emotionally even take this. I, I was almost to the point, Tim, where I was about to write the show itself. Yeah. Like that's how I was. Luckily I was like, take a step back, <laughs> a random email by some, you know, random person, just like, hi, excuse me. I'd like to help everyone you've ever done an episode on. I'm sure that would go over. When great. JJ gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> 
when JJ gets mad, look out. Yeah, you have said before, <laughs> when I get mad, I, I am a little spitfire, but that's truth. Because you I are love a little spitfire. and I protect people and you're very motherly. I yes, am. you are. In a good in the best possible yeah, way. I am. I'm very maternal. I'm so- so very basically I just go to Google and I put in paranormal investigators in my area. And there were five at the time. And I said, spirit guide me. And I skipped all the way down until yours. And I literally pressed the call button. This was Sunday at like nine 30 at night. I don't <laughs> talk to anybody on the phone after seven o'clock on a Sunday. I'm very old school with my, uh, my phone call hours and phone call etiquette yes i understand well i'm the exact same way i almost didn't pick up the call but it's it came in on the scary line i was like well someone obviously needs help i can't just let them dangle so i pick up and i basically right out the gate was like hi this is my name i want to be your energy and entity cleaner and you were like oh that's great like i'm looking for one of those and i was like awesome well then let's meet up and (laughs) that's and that was the now the funny thing is I don't know if I mentioned this before but I actually put an ad out on Craigslist and let me tell you for, sweetheart then, Craigslist is the last <laughs> place I would be going for anything <laughs> so right so I I questioned her I either on the day, on that day when we had that first conversation or later when we met up did she find me on Craigslist she said no <laughs> she gave me this quizzical look like what are you talking about well i had also never craigslist even thought, like, why would you put out a thing <laughs> right. for a psychic on craigslist well because at the time they were all over craigslist okay well i did not know that the things i knew that were on craigslist was like i would never be on craigslist <laughs> right 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 i understand that completely but, but it was I fun mean, it was we met up and you vetted me and um mm-hmm. you know you brought someone along who is pretty new to being psychic and i love her dearly i did not know her at the time um but basically she sat across from me and her energy she was kind of poking me energetically in order to kind of find out about me and i remember i was in conversation with you and finally I just stopped and I looked at her and I said can you please stop doing that and she just looked at me like what and I said it's very rude it's very invasive would you like to see how it feels she's like oh okay and I did it back to her she's like that's quite uncomfortable and I said yes darling so stop doing it to people (laughs) so it was at that moment (laughs) at that moment oh that's her but and then we brought you on the case oh no i had a case ready to rock if you recall yeah, but they ghosted they, you uh-huh haha but a bum yeah i need a rim shot on this thing do i have one i don't know i do nice. have one it's a rim shot okay <laughs> <laughs> first time i got to use it uh but yeah they totally they did in fact ghost me uh they i had gone out to help them i did a pre preliminary walkthrough of what was going on and this guy wanted solutions for me at that yep. moment. And I could not provide that. I said, well, I don't have a cleaner. I wish I did. I wish I had that ability, but I don't. And so that started my my hunt. And here comes JJ like three or four days later. And she was ready to go. And these guys were, I don't know, they were fed up with, with my inability to help them, I guess. Well, what you had told me is you guys had gone out twice and 
that was something different. Uh, the, no, I gone out there on my own. Oh, okay. And then I thought that you had told them to call like a priest. That's right. And the That's... priest blew them off. What happened was they had a priest out there already. Oh. And because the mother who owned the place said, well, this is obviously something evil, demonic, whatever. Let's have the house blessed. The blessing didn't take it all. And the and in fact, everything ramped up Yeah. after the priest did his thing. And so he and the, the guy uh, was fed up with going to the church. But energetically speaking, you, you know, this yeah. everything's in a in a circle. Yep. You know, I, you can't really break that thing. Um, even if it fails, you kind of have to go back in with a stronger attack within that circle of energy. In this case, uh, yeah. a, a Catholic priest. But he did not like that answer, apparently, even though I had a different solution for him. He didn't. It's kind of interesting you bring that up. There's a movie called uh, Prey, P-R-E-Y, for the devil. And I actually watched it yesterday. Um, oh, what'd you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, Free flights for movies. <laughs> well, it's, it's right. it was very interesting, but I thought it brought up some really, really important parts of the Catholic Church that I've had to contend with. Mm. Why a lot of people have ended up coming to me because the Catholic Church has this you know, this whole ritual that they do, right? And regarding exorcisms. It's, but, it, yeah, it's pretty intense and uh, it takes a long time. It, it didn't does. used to, but no, it, it, it takes a, the investigation alone. Even the preliminary investigation is intense and long and drawn out. Which I get why they're doing that. And thankfully, you know, we're not drowning people in water anymore, but um, right. that's a whole different issue. <laughs> but that being said, there's a huge amount of priests that actually don't believe in the supernatural part, which is why they were fighting so hard to even find priests to go through the exorcism schools. And so it brings to light a lot of this, you know, ministers and, and priests and, and why they have not been preaching and talking about spiritual battle for so long. And then all of a sudden they start talking about it and then it's all sideways and backwards and upside down and became, you know, a whole political movement. I won't go there though, yeah. but, <laughs> but Appreciate I went there. Um, you could touch on it yeah, well, <laughs> and you did. And then... I did. Yeah. We dabbed. Um, we dabbed. That being said, though, it's so important to have that deep internal belief system. If you don't have that deep internal faith, then you should not be messing around with any of this. If you are just on the precipice of understanding what your abilities are, start talking to someone or start seeking guidance from someone who knows a little bit better before you just start willy nilly going in to try to heal people or, you know, send spirits on their way and, and do things, this and that I see far too much of it. And I see so much bad advice out there. And honestly, it's what got me off my duff to actually create my YouTube channel because I was so sick and tired of all this negative Nelly stuff about spiritual awakenings and all this terrible information out there of what people should and shouldn't be doing. And I would just sit there and I would say, no, it doesn't need to be this difficult, A. And B, 
everyone's just doing things for clicks and likes. And I mean, you know how I am, Tim. I, I don't care if anyone likes or subscribes to my stuff. But please I'm not do. trying to make a living from this. <laughs> I'm just trying to get information out there to the people who really need it. Understood. And that's, you know, that's the important part of this work. That's the part where I can give back is to just say, hey, if you need a starting point, here at least is a starting point with good information. No one's trying to sell you anything. No one's trying to, you know, get you to sign up for their 80 hour class with gazelles or whatever it is <laughs> of the day. <laughs> gazelles. <laughs> Walking I've seen with gazelles. some really strange stuff on the internet, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Walking, walking with gazelles. Yeah, or even weirder stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, we're we're doing that now. You know, the <laughs> truth of it is, is being psychic is something as little as having an intuition. Being psychic can be something as broad as you know, you know, the meaning of life or your life or when someone's going to pass away or when something's going to happen. But it's kind of interesting we're having this talk today. There's a really big case of um, some people who were murdered that has been on the news. And I've had some friends and family who are really obsessed with the case, like hmm. a lot of the nation was, right? Right. And one of them had asked me, and I had basically told them, wait two weeks. You're not going to hear any information for two weeks. In two weeks, it'll all come out, you know, and kind of gave my little rundown of like three or four things about the person who did it and why and you know like i said people like the news they like the sizzle they like the hype so th these people were going all over the internet there were all these so-called psychics and tarot card readers and all these people pitting the blame on whoever there were people doxing people online making their life absolute he double hockey sticks right. i mean it was really really sad what was happening it was really getting out of hand and i understand i mean the poor law enforcement involved i mean they had not only the whole nation at them but they're trying to do their job on top of it as well right. and then be accountable to these people's families so they already had it rough enough without you know being hounded by reporters every day so true to the word, two weeks later, the person got arrested, everything came out, and it was what I had told the person originally, and they were like, oh, I bet you're over there gloating. What? And I said, whoa, 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 uh, you may not know me. And I said, first of all, I'm not gloating at all. There are people who are dead. There are families who have lost their loved ones. There are law enforcement officers who haven't slept in about two months because they've been going 90 miles an hour every single day doing their job. There have been people whose lives have been uprooted and almost ruined because of false accusations and people gossiping and blathering on. This is why I personally would never, ever want to make predictions about things like that online or, you know, TV or whatever, because we have a responsibility when we have these gifts to make sure that we are using them properly and not recklessly. And hey, I understand it's always, you know, this is why we watch TV and we watch movies because we want to be entertained. But I think what happens is people forget that these are real people's lives that are getting involved. 
And if you're going out there and you're making false accusations, if you're going out there and you're weaponizing spirituality, if you're going out there and you're telling people, if you don't do it this way, you're going to this place, or this is going to happen to you, or this whole, I'm going to ascend and you're not, stop. Mm-hmm. That's not what true spirituality is about. True spirituality is about helping yourself and other people. It's about growing and learning and giving aid to your fellow person in all this grossness. I, I mean, I understand why it's happening. We all need to drudge stuff up in order to deal with it, but it's very disgusting to me. And you might want to edit all of that out. Cause I just totally went on a rant. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you make some good points though. I there's there's something to be said for grandstanding. There's something to be said uh, against rather grandstanding. There's something to be said against the you know the commercialization. I think you you touched on that of yeah. of these abilities or these and these so called experts with these abilities when they're a lot of they're also just fakes they're complete fakes yeah i saw this coming this is you know that kind of thing there's like (laughs) i'm captain psychic man and i saw this that and exactly as it happened and and i mean you know like i get it everyone needs their hustle everyone's got their sales pitch and everyone's got their thing we all have day jobs right and i get that but when you're recklessly going online or putting out into the world and you're not thinking about what it is that you're saying and the ramifications of what you're doing. That to me is where you need to take a minute and self-evaluate because there's a lot of people out there right now who are putting a lot of negative stuff out into the ethers under the quote unquote guise of, oh, I'm just trained to wake everyone up or do you a favor or make you hit to what's going on. But all you're doing is promoting fear. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the promotion to fear is unnecessary completely. It, the world's scary enough without it. Uh, okay. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 